0: I'm Nick Filardi. Yeah, I'm Jason Theobar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Batman Adventures 28, which came out December 1994. They say it's better to give than to receive. But in this Christmas issue, we all received a really weird kiss between the Joker and his German therapist. Jason, what did you think of this issue?
1: I, I, I still don't know exactly what to think of it. Like I, ha, I had a lot of I, ha, I had a lot of we'll, we'll get into it more. It, it, it was a, a lot of fun and it was really wacky. Uh, it which was I, which a lot of wacky fun. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that more uh, uh, later.
0: Sure. We have a bunch of other books to get to. Of course, everyone yeah. can read along on the DC Comics app. Also French on the stands gold. this month. Batman 514, written by Doug Munch and penciled by Ron Wagner. By the way, Ron Wagner, he penciled the uh, second Fate book. I brought Fate to the two read pile a while back. He penciled the, um, the Book of Fate, which is the follow-up. Really, really liked his stuff in there. I looked him up. He only really does like 90. He only did like 90s stuff as far as comics go. I don't know what he's drawing now. If he's drawing at all, who knows? But I hope he is because I actually really dug his stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was really um, it, it was just really well done and solid. And it had great um, it had great like little little flashes of, of of a style, you know, of like a personal yeah, sort absolutely, of, like, style absolutely. here and there. Yeah.
0: Well, let's get in. Let's get into this issue. Batman 514 is prodigal nine. Tim Drake is mopping up two faces cybercrime in the cybersphere. He pulls a list of three named criminals, three names of criminals who were never supposed to be released. But with Two-Face hacking the system, they got out there on the streets. Bonaventure Strake, John McCone, and Husai Chung. Strake specializes in drugs and teams up with a partner named George Sampson. McCone is an enforcer for the mob sent away by Vince Castle and looking for revenge. Chung sets up backroom gambling dens and was so successful he had five partners but was put away after killing three of them each with a different martial arts weapon before he was locked away. Each known address or addresses of the associates of these people are in an area of Gotham called Battergate, a.k.a. quote unquote, the war zone. Chung kills one of his targets before Dick even suits up as Batman to leave the Batcave after them. McCone breaks into Castle's home, waiting for him to return, holding Castle's wife at gunpoint. Dick goes after Strike first. Strike kills his, his own partner, looking to steal his package of heroin and get back in the game. He deals to two thugs that Dick, Dick was tracking. Dick steps in, takes a couple of nice slashes to the costume before putting Strike down and calling the police to, to pick him up. McCone is waiting for Castle and fires at the door, thinking he hears somebody in the lock. Batman bursts through the window, knocking out McCone, but then Castle takes a swing at him with a knife before batman knocks him out too i i'm like i'm rereading this now my synopsis here yeah i feel like i should have read it before before yeah. i was like i just wrote it in one because it's like it's i'm it's so fast it sounds like madness basically the guy who was waiting for this other guy to come home to kill him batman jumps in knocks him out and then that other guy is in the closet waiting for for
1: her the right time to attack and yeah. then jumps
0: out and attacks batman the batman so, gets them both
1: yeah so this this issue is like sometimes on a cartoon show like they would do it on the simpsons sometimes or tiny toons was just formatted this way where it's about a 20 minute you know without commercials show 25 minute show but then they decide to do three stories in an episode. Yeah, like three
0: five-minute, seven-minute ones or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And in each story, because they're so short, the beginning, middle, end is just like beginning, middle, end. You know, it's just like one word. And I I kind of feel like that this issue, while I did enjoy it a lot, is I I think your synopsis actually kind of catches it pretty well, is that there's like three acts, but each act itself is like its own little story with beginning, middle, end, beginning, middle, end, beginning, middle, end. pages setting
0: it up. And then, like, it's like three villains to take down in like 12 pages. It's, it's mm-hmm. so fast. Um, yeah. All right. Let's con- yeah. let's continue. <laughs> oh. he knocks out McCone, but then Castle's waiting in a closet, swings at him with a knife before Batman knocks him out, too. He gets Castle's wife to call the police before going after Chung. He laments it. Time for Chung. But oh, man, do I hate martial arts, guys. Chung is hunting his last victim and he finds them at the warehouse. They find Batman first. For the moment, Chung and Batman are working the thugs as allies before eventually fighting each other. Dick disarms him and hits him with a two-by-four. Dick leaves the warehouse, costume in tatters. Three shots echo into the night, a distant scream in the opposite direction. It never stops for the Batman. It does not.
1: Jason, what do you think of 514? Uh Um... I thought, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a fun, really solid superhero book. Yeah. The kind I loved as a, as, as a kid, kid, like when I was like, you know, like 10 and like, you're just picking up an issue and you're like, you're not sure if you're where where you're at in the storyline, but you're like, oh, okay, that was fun. Like, you I didn't really need yeah. to know a whole lot of, you know, so if you missed a few of like, you know, issues of like the prodigal storyline or something like that, like you wouldn't feel you like you were still get this out. and
0: have a, have a good time with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, you know, I mean, art was great, but it's just like, yeah, they they had to like. The art was really great in
0: this. You're right about that. I think that this felt more like this issue kind of reminded me of the issue that Chuck Dixon wrote in the uh, Nightfall where Batman had to like run the gamut of the three thugs of Bane like forever ago. But it was like, yeah, yeah, very kind of like Matt it was just like oh Batman just like flowed through these dudes like water it wasn't even a big thing but he's like and then it would be a caption box being like I'm so tired (laughs) and like this felt like it was actually hard for Dick that like yeah Dick fighting through these guys was like not only is he is it like physically hard for him and he gets to the end of the issue and he's like what a what a long night it's like two hours till sunrise and then he's like gunshots in the distance scream in the opposite direction he gets to the end he catches his guys and he's like all i ever did was keep the war zone the way it is like i haven't even made progress you know like
1: yeah i was thinking about it too like you know (laughs) oh the war zone you know just all that stupid bullshit of like yeah it tripped me uh, up it tripped me up that one of the one of the
0: thugs was named castle and this is the war zone and i was just like I kept thinking about a Punisher crossover <laughs> this entire <Yeah>. issue. <laughs> I
1: think, I, I think they probably did that on purpose, you know, but, like, yeah. but, but it's also like, yeah, guys, like the, the war zone. I wonder how this got like this. I'm sure this was like, you know, it just suddenly happened one day that there isn't any other, like, you know, yeah y- 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 you know, and, and like, and I get that that's like a tired point with Batman, but it, it is just like funny sure, to Jason. me though. How why
0: Jason, um, why doesn't, why doesn't the Batman just fight crime with his money? Why doesn't he just buy crime? <laughs>
1: Well, but like the thing, the, th- the thing I was going to say though, is that like, it's funny that like, yeah, you see Dick like exhausted at the end of it. Right. He's like, you know, uh, you know, it never ends, you know, he just went through all yeah. this stuff and like, you know, he's really tired. He's beat up a little bit and costumes when I, when and I tatters, had, which I thought was a good,
0: which was, I thought was a good touch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, well, and, and to me, it's this like, this is me kind of taking a long walk for this, but like, you know, it's, it's this whole sort of like idea that people have of like, oh, here's how you fight crime, right? You fight crime by being forceful, by using violence of some kind. Like, that's what policing is. It's violence legalized, you know, like by the state, right? it shows that like, oh, I didn't make a difference. You know, it's just like, but not accepting like the, the hypocrisy yeah. of it. It's like, it's like, yeah, man, we've been like, you know, using no knock warrants for 30 fucking years and drugs are still even like worse than oh, before. Man. But, and I'm exhausted and it never ends. And it's like, yeah, man, it never ends. Like maybe there's a better way to do it then. Like, I don't, I mean, Jason, I don't, this,
0: this podcast continues to radicalize me. Listen. Uh, here's but, okay. But, here's let me let me make. Right, you got another point to make. Go well, no I, flash, I just, go for it.
1: Well, well, I just wanted to say that. Like, with all that being said, like, it doesn't mean like you can't have fun with like stories like this. Like, I love stories like this. Oh I yeah, still, I, I love SVU and like all that. St- you know, like, don't be saying fucking propaganda and like all. It's like the the media you watch does not always dictate what like your ideology sure, sure. is. You know that that, that and, that's all I want to say. And
0: I I just for what it's worth, like it was a very entertaining issue and you have to have yeah. some amount of suspension of disbelief here. It's, it's a guy oh, dressed up oh, yeah. like a bat at, yeah. at the end of the day. It's like, I don't know how much, like, did they ever make an issue where Batman's doing community outreach? Cause they should, but I don't, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, the one thing to, to, to bring it back to the Batman mythos and the prodigal itself. Mm. I really loved this issue because Dick Grayson just got over Two-Face and he's like he's like starting to be like, hey, I could be Batman." Like he he finally like got out of his own way by the end of the Two-Face issue to be like, hey, maybe this could click. Maybe I could be Batman." Like, and, yeah. but he's at, at the same time, he's still like, I'm Robin. I'm Nightwing. I'm Batman. And I'm also not these things like I'm, I'm also just me. And then by the time he gets into to the end of this issue, he's like, oh, shit, I can't be Batman like there You need an obsession to fight the crime of Gotham that he was like, yeah, the way, I just don't yeah.
1: I don't have. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that. Like it's it's like unimaginable unless you've attempted it. The amount of hard work that it typically takes to be like a professional athlete or to make it oh, as yeah. a. Or or to even just, like, make a living as an actor, not even, like, a famous one, right? Like, th- things right. like that, like, very, very hard, Um, whatever it is. And, and I think people always can just never imagine the amount of work, you know, that, like, goes into it, right, to, like, be that good. It's like, no, no, sure. no, you have to be, like, obsessed. Like, you have to have something wrong in your head, you know, to be right. able to, right. like— it's like Michael Jordan explaining that like he loves gambling for any amount of money. It doesn't have to be a big number. It's just about make he's so psychotically competitive that he will yeah, right. bet you a dollar on like tiddly wings because he wants to make your dollar. Right. His dollar. Oh, man. Y- you know, could you imagine?
0: Like the- could you imagine if uh, Michael Jordan had a, a tragic past and instead of getting into gambling, he got into fighting crime? Oh, God. I think, I think Chicago would be better for it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I I, what's what would be better? Michael Jordan fighting crime or the uh, 1990s bulls? What do you think, Jason?
1: Well, if he if he had started, well, it depends on at what point is that uh, tragic story going to turn him into a crime fighter, though, because if it's uh, before when was he drafted? I think 88, 89. Um, Before that, it would have been North Carolina that he would have been fighting crime in because that's where he's from. Oh, really? You know, so. Yeah. I'll take the North Carolina crime fighter Michael Jordan any day. It it was uh, a a good little uh, character beat to have Dick like realize that like I can sort of do this, but like right, I can't really, right. like not not in the real Batman way. Like I can right, I can be his understudy, but like I'm not gonna like you yeah. know. Si- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing the way like that person right, sings. Right, you know?
0: I thought that was a nice detail, especially him coming yeah. out tattered in the end, like. really run through run through the grinder of the night
1: yeah and just returning to like you know you can hear like the gunshots in the background yeah it's all like like silhouette and everything and like yeah 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 yeah. it's really good it's a really solid issue prodigal continues
0: with shadow of the bat 33 written by alan grant with pencils by brett blevins it's prodigal 10 the tally man is back and he sets up a decoy mugging to lure in batman looking for revenge he manages to knock out dick grayson dressed as Batman, by shooting him and having it graze his forehead. Knocks him out. Close one, Dick. We'd hate to have you get shot in the head and wind up driving a cab around for a, for a while. Tallyman ties him up. He asks Dick <laughs> he asks if Dick remembers him. Of course he doesn't. The Tallyman didn't fight this Batman. He fought Azrael in Knight's Quest, specifically in Shadow of the Bat issues 19 and 20. Dick is like, yo, dude, I don't know you. Tallyman insists that he's going to get his revenge and for Dick to look, quote unquote, look at his handiwork, opening his shirt to reveal a bat carved into his skin. Dick gets pistol whipped like probably more than a person should in this issue. Eventually, he gets free and manages to beat the Tallyman by tangling up his absurdly long coat into the gears of a machine. In saving his life from the machine that would have killed him, Tallyman says that the debt between them is canceled but it's not good enough for Dick Grayson who manages to string him up on a crane and leave him for the cops. Dick continues to wrestle with his identity. Teen Titan, Robin, Nightwing, Batman. He's all these things, but something stands above it. He's not sure what that is yet. Jason, what do you think of shadow of the bat 33?
1: Uh, kind of, kind of the same as, as kind of the same as I thought of, uh, the last, the, the, you know, the last issue. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It wasn't like, You know, but it was it was a good, solid, like comic book. Like, I'm just kind of, you know, since we're at the end of like this arc of of Prodigal, like I I liked it, uh, but uh, I can't help. And and I do like the tally man as a character because it's just. Yeah. So silly. Very enjoyable. It's it's so it's so absolute comic book like it's just it's not going to yeah. work any other place but in a, in this, a this guy
0: who's obsessed with like debts and and uh, tallying things up like making sure that things are even and he's just yeah, like a gun yeah. guy but he has a giant coat and it's he's just re- absurd yeah. looking
1: he I
0: felt like I'm screaming in, don't uh,
1: talk about my mother as he's just like yeah, you know right, on full right. auto just yeah. <laughs>
0: uh I felt like he was drawn a little better in uh Shadow of the Bat 19 and 20. They he was like kind of stick thin and kind of Slender Man-esque. In this one he looked yeah. like more of a normal person with a giant coat, which yeah, it's was better like Yeah, it was all right. Yeah it's,
1: yeah. it's better when he when he looks more like Victorian Jack Skellington, you know, like Right. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, all all stick bug like and yeah. weird weird looking and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Prodigal arc is just kind of like and again, just a little qualifier. I did I did end up kind of liking it more than like, I didn't really like it at the beginning, but I ended up kind of liking right. it. But I can't help but get the feeling that like Prodigal is like, you know, a group of the editors and writers being like, all right, we need to fucking buy some time because we have to hash out what like the follow-up to Nightfall is gonna be. And like, I don't think we're there yet. So uh, let's just say uh, Bruce is taking some time to think about it while we think about what the hell we're gonna do <laughs> once Bruce comes back. And I think, I think that that's what mainly, it's just like all of these like beats that are just like showing you directly, you know, cause it's, it's, it's right. Dick just like saying in his head out loud, I'm insecure about uh, my father-son sure. relationship with my adoptive father and like all this other shit. And it's like, it's, it's cool. It's great to see a, a character growth and development and all that. And it's again, fun books. I would recommend them. You know, they'll have fun reading them. They're not yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, I think they're just kind of like, guys, guys, just we need some time. We need some time. All right. Just like it doesn't have to be a good (laughs) story, but it it has to take up a few months at least. Do you think that this
0: was a repurposed Asriel issue? Do you think that they planned Tallyman stuff to happen? And then like the fan reaction to Ezreal was so rough that they were like, okay, Asriel's over now. And and then they were like, well, we still got this like half formed idea of where we wanted Tallyman to go. And now they're like, ah, oh, we'll just jam Dick Grayson into the story.
1: It does kind of feel like they thought that maybe Azrael would stick around for a little bit longer, you know, for the, like a, the, for the a couple of main... years at least. Like, I think they always knew they were going to bring Bruce back. But
0: yeah, the reason that I thought this was because this issue really highlights a lot of like brutality of asriel when he like carves the bat into the dude's chest and i was like oh shit that's like scary asriel that that we only got like very much at the end and i was like i wonder if this was going to be part of his escalation that they were planning and then they Mm. were like oh this is actually like dope as fuck and we don't want to lose it so we're just gonna like put him in with with dick grayson instead
1: yeah yeah i mean maybe yeah maybe i mean you know that kind of stuff because that, that that kind of stuff does happen, like especially like, you know, right. especially back then. Like if if your, yeah. if your book and wasn't like, you know.
0: Pure speculation on my part. I don't know if it's true or not or what, but yeah. It, I was just, when I was reading it, I was like, this feels like a half Asriel issue, half Dick Grayson issue. Also, tons of flashbacks in this issue. This was yeah. probably my least favorite of the Prodigal that we read this month, only because yeah. it was like, half flashback and i was just like caption box upon caption box and i was just
1: kind of yeah like all right all right yeah i yeah i did kind of um i did kind of skim through a lot yeah of you the, and
0: me both bud the, 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 the <laughs> caption
1: I'm, I'm like i'm like I don't, I don't i don't need this man i'm like i don't i don't need all this description i have i have a picture right here like yeah yeah yeah
0: that said prodigal rolls on Detective Comics 681, written by Chuck Dixon and penciled by Graham Nolan. Unfortunately, no more Lee Weeks. Mm. We miss him. We miss him. Those two issues were bangers. It's Prodigal 11. Batman gets wind of a thing with armor and wings and claws coming after criminals like a slasher movie. Dick Grayson assumes it's Azrael. Tim Drake thinks it's a new player in town. They hear on the police band there's a similar attack at the Grand and Belmont plaza they take the bat subway over there batman and robin take out the mob guys who are already shooting at an unseen force they never get a chance to nab them but they do take the mob guys to the police dick and tim argue about who they think it is dick looks for Azrael while tim does actual detective work based on the hits that have already happened uh he realizes that someone is going after mobsters who offer protection rackets there's only one left in town his name is handy Andy. So he's either the next victim or the suspect. Robin hops into action and is immediately captured. Batman tracks down Asriel. John Paul is living in a homeless shelter and is terrified of him. He pleads with Batman. You promised I'd be free. It isn't Asriel. So that means Robin manages to dispatch most of the goons before being attacked by Steel Jacket, who's kind of like a dipped in chrome version of the vulture. When Dick Grayson gets back to the Batcave, he finds Bruce waiting for him. Jason, what do you think of Detective Comics 681?
1: Uh, running theme this week. Love the art. I, I thought uh, I thought he killed it on the art. Mm-hmm. Um, I lamented
0: the fact that we don't have Lee Weeks, but Graham Nolan still did a great job. Oh, great yeah. Art yeah. Through, the, through the issue.
1: Yeah. Each issue seemed to be like. You know, there's just like kind of like a further step down from like the last one, you know, <laughs> in, in terms of like, like, you know, like the first one of, of Prodigal of this episode, like I really liked. I thought it was like really solid, you yeah. know, and then this one is like, you know, and then the last one the tally man was like, OK, tally man's fun, but. Mm, but like, I
0: don't uh, right, issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. W-
1: whatever. And then this one is again, it's like. ah. Uh, Okay. You know, I guess we're, you know, like, it just seems like there are, like, it just seems like the, 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 the air is already taken out of it, but I did enjoy, I wanted to bring it up so I could quote it directly. I did enjoy this, this exchange when, uh, Tim and Dick are arguing back and forth of like who this new guy is. And, you know, Dick's really thinking it's Asriel because Asriel's crazy and Dick goes, uh, and here's the exchange just in the panel. Is Tim goes, but Bruce said that. And Dick interrupts. says, Bruce is an infallible Tim. He has been known to be wrong. He's the one who left that lunatic in charge, remember? And Tim's like, whoa, whoa. And then immediately Dick is go, geez, listen to me. Maybe my cowl's on too tight. And I'm like, Jiminy <laughs> Jilliker's radioactive man. My God. Like he's yeah, like, wait, wait, it just immediately just like grab me by the hair and and pull me out of the water.
0: Yeah, I. This was something that like they've been kind of fighting with this entire run. Like, I feel like the reason that we didn't like the first bit of Prodigal was because it was two Jiminy Jillikers (laughs) radioactive.
1: I've said Jiminy Jillikers so many times the words have lost all meaning. We've got to do the Jiminy Jillikers scene again, Milhouse. But we already did it. It took seven hours, but we did it. It's done.
0: Yeah, yeah it was like it was and, two Robins. And every once in a while it peeks in, like even when the issues get really great, every once in a while with Dick and Tim like hanging out, it's like, oh, yeah, there's still still two Robins hanging out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't funny. Like, like I remember, um, I don't know if I still have the book, but there is that uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, uh, Batman and, and Robin book where I, I think it's Batman was Dick Grayson. And Robin was a uh, Damien, but Damien yeah. like had, had killed before and was still all about killing at that point. And like, yep. and here's Dick Grayson being like, what do you, and then like next snap, and he's like, no, I'm like, okay, now that's <laughs> funny. You know, that's a, that's yeah. a, yeah. you know, a, an odd couple instead of like, essentially this is like, yeah, you got two Dick Grayson's or two Tim, Dr- like they're both the squeaky clean Robin, you know, yeah, not right. like exactly,
0: exactly. Not like,
1: not like a, a raised from birth and a secret cult of assassins, Robin, you know, which is a, a funnier pairing.
0: Yeah. You know, I think I, I have a, a theory on why you're having diminishing returns with these issues. Mm. And that's because the Batman issue kind of stood alone. And the Tallyman issue and this issue were both like heavily relying on continuity because mm. it was like we're gonna wrap up the tallyman stuff and you're kind of like okay okay i guess and then oh, yeah. this yeah, was yeah. like this was like oh we're gonna do a uh epilogue and you're just like i i, I all right i guess <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah. yeah 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 it's like it's like i thought this ended eight months ago why why are these right, guys back? yeah exactly why do i need exactly. to they're already gone i don't i don't
0: yeah, yeah, I've already been I've already been lost in a crisis in time by now. Like, we don't need to go back to Asriel.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's quite all right. I think I got the gist of the story. It's it, it's OK. Yeah, I did. I, though I want to say I did enjoy and and uh, I'll, I'll maybe mention it more when we talk about the next issue. But like, man, Bruce's style. Love that. Love that. Like, just like. 40s-ish rich guy, you know, turtleneck sort of style. Like dude like like yeah. dude looks like he's like dude look <laughs> dude looks like he owns like four Toyota dealerships somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: <laughs> I, I'm dying to talk about this next issue because I was like oscillating wildly. Like, okay, we'll just we'll just get into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jump on in.
0: Robin 12, written by Chuck Dixon, penciled by john cleary and phil jimenez its prodigal conclusion robin fights steel jacket for a moment before steel jacket starts to fly away robin grapples him and goes for a ride very similar to batman grappling man bat in the b episode on leather wings this isn't great for robin he crashes into like a lot of stuff while the police are on their tail eventually the police catch up with them And then they fucking murder Steel Jacket in a hail of bullets. His bullet ridden corpse plummets 50 floors to the pavement. Meanwhile, Dick and Bruce are having a conversation, a quiet conversation. Dick is upset that Bruce is kind of abandoning them for a second time and they pick up his slack. But it's also rooted in like Dick feeling like their own partnership dissolved as Batman and Robin without a word. It's deeper trauma going on with Dick Grayson. Bruce felt like he couldn't ask Dick to come back, that he didn't have the right to recall him to his own crusade on crime after Dick left and set himself up as a new man. Bruce admits he's handled it wrong, but the distance between grew between them. Bruce says "But that's the way it always is, right? Between fathers and sons. Robin gets back to the cave now that Steel Jacket was brutally gunned down by police. Dick Grayson is back in the Nightwing costume, now more sure of himself as Nightwing than ever before. Tim and Drake both shocked to find that Batman has a new costume by the end of the issue. We don't get to see it until next week because he is shrouded in darkness. A little teaser for for next week. Jason, what did you think of Robin 12?
1: I thought that Robin 12 was a glorious mess. It was a, it was, it was a mess. I would
0: agree with that. I would agree with I, that. I, I, I feel like,
1: yeah. It. T-
0: take a second and describe. John reading a page by John Cleary and then turning a page and getting a Phil Jimenez page for me.
1: <laughs> it made everything scattered and disjointed and like really hard to follow. Like the 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 action was just over so quick and I never really felt like the full danger of it. You know, because it was yeah. just there, there was there was no sort of like there, there was no kind of through line of it, you, you, you know, right. of like, here's where I'm going. Here's where this went. Here's how high we are. Here's, you, you, right. you know,
0: John. John Cleary is extremely 90s through this thing. Very yeah. much style over over like fundamental drawing kind of thing. Yeah. Extremely exaggerated poses, extremely exaggerated like like the rope line from uh steel jacket to Robin as he's like throwing him around. The capes are like all over the fucking place. It's like when you think of nineties comics, a lot of what people think about is stuff that looks like this. And then yeah. Phil Jimenez is sitting there doing just like solid fucking like really nice anatomy, really tight pencils. Everything looks like liquidy and, and it's like, this quiet conversation between Dick and Bruce about like how they handled things and trying to like find common ground. And then it, it'll like cut to Robin in the most nineties fucking way, like crashing into a side of a building <laughs> or chasing yeah. when, when steel jacket gets brutally gunned down, you turn the pay So like he gets brutally gunned down. By police like and i'm talking like nine officers just unloading their weapons on him
1: it's really stuck with you
0: <laughs> well the reason it stuck with me is because it was like i i turned the page and i was like oh my god they fucking murdered him and then you turn the page again and the next page you get is batman being like, isn't that always the way between fathers and sons? And it's like they're trying to do this emotional moment after this extremely 90s like nonsense is happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, um, the, the, the splash of cold water, you know, or, or the right. like, or, or, or just sort of like the, uh, the unawareness of like a, like a nineties action film where like the hero kisses his love interest right after like gunning down like eight people in front of her, <laughs> right, you covered know, covered in blood. And yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, that's the time to fucking make out, man. That's when I always do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up, uh, really enjoying Robin 12 because it was so at, for, when I first read it, I was like, I fucking hate this. And then <laughs> Well, the second time I read it, I was like, unless (laughs) this is kind of brilliant, like this is this is extremely like time capsuled into the mid 90s. This is the only time this issue could ever be made. And then on top of that, I was like, there were some exaggerated figures that John Cleary was doing where I was like, this is kind of fucking fun. Like if this wasn't a Robin issue, if John Cleary was doing like his own indie book, I'd probably be like, hell yes. This is so weird and so wild. It's taking so many swings. I'm like kind of into it, you know?
1: Yeah. It it also, it also feels like, I mean, being that there's two pencilers on the issue, it's like, it's probably was a rush job, you know, like, like they probably like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why like, you know, that's why I like, I give it a break, but man, I I just want to say like, speaking of the nineties of it at all, like I I fucking love a guy in a, in a big metal uniform, you know, in a big big metal suit. Yeah metal, like yeah. i just just yeah called steel jacket whatever yeah i call him call him metal and then some other name you know pick it like it doesn't Iron matter he's
0: brutally beam. murdered by the time yeah by the time the issue's over
1: yeah i'm the i'm the i'm the aluminum hornet and it's like all right man yeah, okay. cool all like, right man yeah
0: still still will die in a hail of gunfire like everybody
1: else <laughs> well maybe you know what, though? See, you say you say this, but then what's probably going to happen is that, like, I'm sure, like, five issues from now when Robin, they're going to have to mention how Steel Jacket, like, survived somehow. Oh, the I armor, know. Because the armor Tim mostly... Like, because cause people are going to be asking whether he's fucking dead or not, and it's Robin. They're like, oh, uh, no, of course not. Nine police officers unloading their clips into a person <laughs> would never kill a human, he, even if they had plummets, armor on. He
0: plummets, you know, 50 stories to the ground, and there's like a uh, one-off line where Bullock's like, uh, "Nothing could survive that," and then Dick says something like, "Nothing human," and I'm like, "All right, oh yeah, that's right, right
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like an alien or something or whatever, or, uh, yeah, whatever, or, whatever, you know, whatever, He's a he, he's a zero hour, whatever that. I don't even remember what that story was about. Right? Is it, are <laughs> they alien? Is that what zero hour is? Were they aliens, I, Nick? I, I have could, a bad memory. Who could
0: know? <laughs> maybe these. Maybe he was part of the aliens that Captain Adam and extant cha- or monarch were chasing each other through the aftershocks of of uh, Armageddon 2001. I don't know. Anyway, the, let's not get into that. That's it. we went extreme continuity for a second there. I blacked out for a moment. Listen, yeah, here's, I was about here's to pull my out point.
1: my board with the string on it and stuff. But, you
0: know. <laughs> here's my here's my point. Uh, I learned to love this issue and I really loved just like Dick and, you know, Bruce having a conversation about like basically everything, because I know that, you know, 10 years or in the eighties when he became Nightwing, when he stopped being Robin, it was probably just like, Oh, now he's not going to be Robin. Like, we're not going to talk about it ever again. So this was like a nice little like character moment between these two characters that I, that I really like So
1: yeah. Because yeah, of well, that, I, def-
0: I ended up really like coming around on the issue.
1: I can. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, to you know, I I, I still think it's, you know, good in the silly slash bad way. But I, w- I will say, like t- talking about that, like and giving into the, the 90s of it all. Is that like this is kind of like, you know, in mainstream books, at least was like sort of like the fir- first time that like, oh, yeah, wait, let's talk about like the psychology of these characters you know like like, why why not we're getting yeah
0: we're starting to get pieces of that in in mainline continuity like you can see the growing pains happening between like 80s books to like 2000 books you know where like 2000s were a lot about the like the writing really stepped up so yeah. I, yeah like seeing a little yeah, like seeing a little kernel of that i was like yes more of this
1: more of yeah this. like yeah like mainstream comic book writers were first starting to realize that like oh wait i can write some really like subtle in-depth things about this guy who dresses up in like you know tights and punches muggers right. in the face i can you know i'm allowed to like you know because I, yeah. I i think before if it was like they're starting to realize they're allowed to just honestly do whatever the hell they want you know right yeah, of yeah 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 uh, always have to stick to like a strict box of like what a superhero is supposed to be and a book is supposed to like what's supposed to be as, included in it you know
0: as long as there's some action like you can kind of like write whatever you want otherwise and i, I yeah i think that's it i think they're realizing that yeah yeah you want to talk about some batman adventures
1: adventures Batman Adventures
0: Batman Adventures Batman Adventures issue 28 written by Kelly Puckett penciled by Mike Parlbeck, inked by Rick Burchett colored by Rick Taylor letter by Richard Starkings of Comic Craft edited by Scott Peterson with an assist from Darren Vincenzo we start with the cover Batman Adventures 28 features Harley Quinn imagining a world where she and the Joker Are in the forest, like with a little campfire, roasting marshmallows, as Batman is strung up in a straitjacket over the campfire.
1: (laughs) I, I love the cover so much, mainly because my favorite little detail is that Batman on Batman's face, he just looks kind of annoyed.
0: Yeah, he doesn't look like angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, God damn it! They
1: did this to me again. They know I hate it when they do this. And they did it anyway. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. No, don't get that's what they want. They want you to be upset. Don't get upset. Y- you know, like just. Yeah,
0: we open. Covers great. With uh, the title, 12 Days of Madness. Act one. What child is this? And there's a Christmas song on the radio. Uh, Blue Christmas. Harley Quinn is is packing a care package for the Joker He's assumed to be in in Arkham Asylum and they are uh, fake candy canes. They're crazy candy canes. They look like normal candy canes, but they're solid steel. Surprise your friends. And it's got a kid on the box with a busted tooth.
1: <laughs> well, but also the the other thing that immediately jumped out at me on this first page is how uh, crazy candy canes are three words all spelled with a K. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it reminded but, me of that, that great Simpsons joke of, of uh, the uh, crusty my, comedy classic that was yeah, all spelled. He's like, KKK, <sighs> <"Ugh." laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought about that same cr- crusty comedy classic. <laughs> Both our brains are poisoned is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. I also noticed Parabek getting a better hold on like how to draw Harley Quinn by now. So he's he's seen like enough of the episodes or they've passed him some character sheets or some model
1: sheets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say that I think that um, uh, Rick Taylor is still slightly off model with some of the color, but uh, you know, it's so early in, in the Batman run. Like I think one season is done by now. So it's like, Cut him some slack. You know, like this is a new character,
1: you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're figuring it out. You're figuring it out.
0: So we turn the page and we have Harley writing a note for her care package. And uh, Joker uh, ends up calling her. He's in a straight jacket and they're trying to do some sort of Christmas pageant at Arkham Asylum for the inmates to focus on. And he's like, save me, Harley. I'm going insane with boredom. And so she's like, She's like, say no more, Mr. J. Give me a second. I'll find I'll find the form and commit myself. And and she's like rifling through like a filing cabinet of forms, I guess, to commit herself to Arkham. And he's like, no, no, no. I got something else in mind. We turn the page and we find a gun control rally with a featured guest, a Councilman Jones, Bud Jones. And there's shots coming out of this gun control rally. And, you know, police are responding and there's more shots. And we get Batman vaulting over the police car. Going into the gun control rally. And we see a man with two Tommy guns, very reminiscent of Mr. Nice. With, you know, the, the top two Tommy guns, that are just butter, 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 butter the whole time.
1: I, I think I think that's like, you know, you know how, like, sometimes there are like poses that artists can just like bust out perfectly you know oh like, yeah 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 I, I i think maybe that's like probably like one of those like poses that's that just paro in Beck paro
0: Beck's, brain
1: yeah yeah or like my friend that's done pretty much all of my tattoos like sometimes yeah. on like little spaces like i'll be like he'll be like yeah whatever if there's a space i'll just like you know add a out a rose or a skull or something he's like i can draw those in my freaking sleep and it's like yeah he's a tattoo yeah, artist you right can, right you know but it's like oh yeah he's just like Comic book artist, and he's probably like, you know, at some point he just drew this, and he just seems to love it too. It's just a great, right, like, right. It is a great pose, yeah. and he, it is Andy, so well done. I just
0: Andy McDonald said to me once, he was like, He as a as an artist, you try to find like ways to make the character fresh and everything. And he's like, Sometimes you just gotta draw Wolverine hunched over with his claws out to his sides because that shit just works. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know, like just play the hits, man. Don't 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 worry right, about it exactly. Too much. You don't have to like,
0: overthink it. And and this is probably what Parobeck's thinking too. It's like, oh, just crazed gunmen in the gun control lobby. Like here we go. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Be like, all right, gonna pull this one off the rack and
0: all yeah, right, yeah. The old classic. So Batman yeah. gets in there, bursts through the paint, plate glass window, uh, kind of like rolls towards the guy, knocks him out, and then he notices. Vote Bud Jones for gun control. It's our same man who was, uh, you know, for gun control out here just shooting off Tommy guns.
1: Yeah, I thought he was just trying to make a point of like, yeah, man, look how easy it was for me to do this shit. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. So anyway, we turn the page. We get to a new German doctor is is at Arkham Asylum he's uh he's balding he looks like um uh who's that who's that very famous therapist that uh sometimes a cigar is
1: just a cigar uh oh well that was freud freud said um sometimes it, a is, cigar is, is just a cigar yeah is, that was, is this supposed that, to be a f- like freud kind of character uh no not really cuz freud was more uh he had like shorter hair i think this is just sort of like a cross between like mad scientist and maybe a little bit of like Einstein, you know, with the, okay. how, how it's, right. how it's yeah, sort of yeah. like poofy on the sides.
0: So we have this, we have this uh, new therapist in Arkham Asylum He's German. And his name is uh, Heinrich Hemlock. <laughs> and we get Bud Jones in there who was crazy at the gun control rally, uh, doing things that he would never do. And he's like, I can, I can cure this man instantly. And they're like, all right, you know, it's in your capable hands, doctor. And they they walk around. They're like, is there any other patients you'd like to take a look at? And he's like, well, now that you mention it, he's like, what about the Joker? And he's like, fascinating. I'm so excited to see you work with the Joker. And you see him kind of like take his finger to the glass of Joker's cell and write a little heart that says HQ and J so and we see the joker kind of smiling in his cell he's like you'll start first thing tomorrow morning with the joker And he's like oh i thank you
1: so well and and to mention that uh this this doctor is like a a, a preeminent german uh psychologist like yes, y- you know yes. he's like oh I'm, I'm honored to have received you here like right. that's why that's why able to like oh i'd like to start treating the joker the, you, you know like Right. Not just yeah. some like comes with,
0: a, comes with a level of authority,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which brings us into act two. You want to take us into act two?
1: Yes, act two. God rest ye, psycho councilman. So, act two, we find uh, Batman and the Gordon uh, talking in mm-hmm. Gordon's office about how there were uh, a couple other councilmen that uh, went crazy as well, like, some, yeah. something happened, they don't know how it happened, they don't know who's doing it to them, but there's a few more, uh, left to go and they got bodies on, you know, they got cops watching them, but the one they think's going to get hit next. But, and I love this too. Cause like, it just took me out of it for a little bit. My, my suspension of disbelief where it's like, you know, and Gordon's like, yeah, I'm sending you to this guy. And it's just like, yeah, you're, you're a freaking guy. That's not a cop, you know, just, right, just, to, right. just, just a civilian going to like possibly beat the shit out of people on your behalf. Like but anyway.
0: But in in this, not in the regular continuity, but in this continuity in the Batman Adventures, he and Gordon have a good relationship and Gordon can rely on him. So it's like, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: no 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 no, I'm not like, yeah. I I just I just thought that was, you know, I, I remember when I read this page, I'm just like, yeah, man, totally not a cop, but I'm doing uh things under it's, this cop's order. Like, I just Right. It's it's yeah. one thing to get
0: like a tip from gordon or a little bit of crime scene evidence and that's another yeah, thing for gordon yeah. to be like batman i want you here <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly and, and i just i just wanted to be known that i'm only making a thing of it for for the joke of it just because it, it, yeah, it makes sure, me laugh sure. like I, it's not really yeah. like some you know i'm not like oh yeah look at this you know mistake that you guys sure made. Sure, sure you know after gordon and batman discuss you know the probability, you know, the councilman who's likely next—that's why Batman is going to give him the A plus, you know, Bat glove, uh, protection service. Sure, you know. sure. Uh, we cut to uh the Joker directing prisoners for yes. this apparently Arkham play that they're putting on. and They're all stacked up in a little human pyramid, pyramid together, and Joker's literally in a director's chair with an old school megaphone and a beret. <laughs> Which yep. I love. It's just so goddamn cartoony and silly. You know? I love
0: the idea that like Joker was like, "Well, if I'm gonna direct, we got to get a beret in here."
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. Well, yeah. I can't. I I can't work like this. What's my motivation? I'm supposed to direct. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on now. We're gonna do a job. We're gonna do it right. Yeah. yeah he always yeah.
0: commits to the bit.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's he's directing the the Arkham uh, Asylum patients. I guess I should say. Uh, in this like Christmas pageant that they're supposed to put on with, uh, the other doctors observing and with, uh, hair doctor, uh, down there next to Joker, uh, you know, helping him out as like, this is is supposed to be a part of Joker's treatment. The thing that's going to finally rehabilitate him, this, this, you know, brand new technique that this German doctor has. And,
0: and and you know, from the perspective of the uh, Arkham doctors, they're like, "Man, he's making great strides with the Joker." You know, like Joker was in a straight jacket like earlier this issue, and now he's directing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I love the little bit where a uh, Joker tur- because it's you know we 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 know it's Harley is the, is the mm-hmm. doctor, and Joker turns to Harley and goes something like, you know, be a doll and make them clap for me. And so as the doctor, she turns to them and be like, oh, encouragement will help the healing process. Like even they're, oh clap clap, 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 clap,
0: clap, yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're so enamored by this preeminent psychologist who's actually Harley Quinn. And yeah. like the progress with the Joker. And the Joker's just like, yeah, puppet pulling the strings.
1: I love a character when like something that I love about the versions of um the animated series versions of Joker and well, Harley, cause that's where she came from. It's that like the characters can become so much fun because even like they're, even though they're villainous and like murderous or whatever, they're also like little kids, you know, like they can't help right. themselves. It's like, Oh, make them right. clap for me. It's like, Oh, I have all this power now. of course I'm going to use it. Why wouldn't I use it? <laughs> Why wouldn't I waste time and get a beret? You know, like I, it, yeah. it, it just, yeah. it does make the, whatever story they're in that much more fun for the, the insanity you get to get from, from, from that. After, after the doctors were uh, forced to clap for, for the Joker, we now find ourselves in the next councilman's home. Who's likely to be attacked with Batman outside his window, watching him the whole time. And he's just sleeping in his office with a book on his chest. And he just suddenly wakes up foam in his mouth and just starts laughing hysterically and Batman just yeah. dives through the window, hog ties him real quick, and just kind of looks over at a desk calendar and flips back to the previous day and sees that he has uh, an appointment or had an appointment the previous day with yeah. some doctor at Arkham. Because, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. What I forgot to mention was that in the conversation that Batman and Gordon were having at the beginning of the act, they established that the counselor that we saw with the guns going crazy had just a few days prior got a clean bill of health from a physical both mental and you know physical uh and you know inspection yeah you you know and so this council member from the
0: same german doctor yeah the same german doctor is the linchpin of everything like batman's finally confirmed it now
1: yeah yeah he's he's like up okay okay this is this is how this is how you know This is going down and I'm pretty sure I know who's, uh, who's behind it. And, uh, as, as soon as he has, uh, that little bit, he's just immediately in Gotham. And we find ourselves in the middle of a scene where, you know, Joker's just still taking advantage of all this, all this power (laughs) that he has.
0: In Arkham. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In, in Arkham and Batman just bursts through the door and, uh, lets them know that they're being duped, that this German doctor isn't like who they said they were. They had, you know, this this, quote unquote doctor had appointments with the councilman that all went crazy. And I love how like Joker's just getting mad at like the turns to Harley, like as, as like, as her uh, mustache is starting to fall off. And she's like, he's like, you made appointments with them. And she's like, well, duh. Like and she's like, yeah, don't worry. I can handle this. uh,
0: and, yeah and she gets into like she gets into batman and she's like how dare you accuse my patient his work with uh the councilman is guaranteeing their eventual recovery this man is a saint and she's like really laying it on thick with like trying to chastise batman for like everything he does and we, she keeps going and she's like look at this face this kind and gentle face like pointing at the joker and she's like not to mention a very handsome face and then she's like she Joker's like steady, Harl, laying it on a little thick, aren't we? And she's like, "Why can't you see? What? What a face!" She's like a misunderstood genius, the face of an angel. Those eyes, those lips.
1: <laughs> yeah, she gets her. She gets herself all horned up and plants a big. I, I, I loved the uh, action splash panel of uh, the kiss. Yeah. It, so it made the it.
0: German, <laughs> the German doctor just lays a kiss right on the Joker. The Joker's kind of got a shocked face and the, the uh, next panel is really great of like everybody who's there.
1: Yeah. Just staring at them and a uh, Joker with, uh, with the mustache now on his face and you can see the tape on the other side. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Just a great guy. Just a solid <laughs> gag. It's just a really, really fun. Yeah. Like, and then we move into act three asylum. wait, Asylum Fidelis. Fidelis. Okay. I was like, I do not know how to pronounce that word. Uh, I think it's Latin for loyalty. Ah, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know any Latin. I didn't grow up Catholic, grew up Protestant, like a good American.
0: (laughs) All right. So that's right. I'm going to start having
1: hard religious takes on this podcast. Oh my God, please don't, Jason. that's, That's what we fucking need, right? If, gonna, if anyone hears all of this, all yeah, of if this anyone hears cut. a hard cut from like right now to when we actually start talking about <laughs> act three, I probably went on some insane rank.
0: So we have asylum Fidelis. We have a uh, Harley and Joker running away from the Batman. The jig is up and Joker's like showtime. People look lively on the eighth day of Christmas. My true love gave to me as like they're running through the crowd. There's a bunch of uh, Arkham Asylum inmates and Batman's chasing after them. And all the inmates turn on Batman and they start they start doing the stuff in the song to Batman. So it's like eight maids a milking and the guy's like like blasting Batman with a bunch of milk. And then he's like, so one guy's like seven swans uh, uh, sitting and he's like throwing knives at him. And he's like six geese a lay and he's trying to hit him with like a scythe. I don't know how he got a scythe in Arkham Asylum, but sure, sure. And uh, the guy is like. Uh, I love this bit. The next page. So it's like each line is a single panel. And then because it's like like in the song, five golden rings, it like slows down for five golden rings. And it's three panels for that. And the guy's like putting a ring on Batman to like, kind of like have him tied up. Batman headbutts him at the end before he can get the rings out. So like his head rings instead.
1: Yeah. And I love I love the the middle panel and uh, the pose and the yeah, the face, because it looks like that that guy is truly concentrating on making sure he's hitting the note. You know, yes,
0: yes. He's (laughs) committed to he's like, yes, I'm going to fight the Batman, but I'm also like I've been working really hard on this thing. Yeah, (laughs) this pageant is is really important to me.
1: Yeah. Like, listen, like I might be in Arkham right now, but I didn't spend four years at Juilliard for nothing. God damn it.
0: Right. Right. Heart of an artist
1: right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. The, the, yeah. The whole the whole uh, fight chase sequence is a really good, you know, uh, gags after gags, like really nice. Right. Right. So Batman set up punchline you
0: know, trying to make short work of these guys as they are uh, going through the song. He's he's fighting more dudes. Dude's got a sledgehammer. He's hitting them with rings. He's he's like tying them up with the rings. Eventually, we get to Harley and Ivy on the other side of a door listening to, to hear like if anyone's singing or not, basically, because <laughs> if people are still singing, that means they're still attacking Batman. And then they're like, there's an abrupt stop in the singing. And they're both kind of like, huh? And they got their ears on the door. And Batman punches Joker through the door. <laughs> and then the next panel, he's got. He's just palming Harley's head, like she's like trying to fight at him, and he's just like holding her at an arm's length, stiff arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he would with a child. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and then Joker, uh, Joker starts threatening with uh, you know his uh, his his insane potion, poison, whatever you want to call it, that he's right. driving this the castle that... members crazy with. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so he throws, he throws the the uh, poison at Batman. And while it's in the air, Batman's like, think Joker, do you really want to face me while I'm psychotic? And Joker's like, eh, good point. He's like, Harley, catch that vial. <laughs> She's like, goes to grab it before it, it, uh, it, it hits the ground. And we turn the page and we don't know if it's hit the ground or not. And then we have Harley's wildest fantasies as as uh, the Joker and her on Christmas Eve. And he's like, this wonderful Christmas you've given me, Harley, it's opened my eyes. You're the only one for me. Will you be my bride? And she's like, why, Mr. J? We find out it's a fantasy. It's in like a little balloon kind of thing, a little puffy cloud. And uh, the doctors are like, "Uh, shouldn't we give her some lithium while she rides it out? At least it'll stop the delusions. And The lady's like, no, doctor, I don't think it would stop the delusions. And it's Harley straight jacketed to the table foam at her at her uh, mouth at the corner of her mouth the same psychosis that was given to the other councilman you know same same kind of like visual cue of that so the the vial got hardly but she's got hearts in her eyes that she imagines her and the joker forever after and that is how it ends jason what do you think of this issue
1: uh i i had a, i had a lot of fun with it uh i think that like out of like the series, I think it's like a little bit better than those few uh, kind of in the middle that we thought that maybe went like a little flat-ish, yes, you know, that were I still agree. good, but I weren't agree. as like great. But I think it's a little bit better than that, but I think it's like not that, but like it's it's a lot of fun and I really liked right. it and the gags were great. And I think that something that I kind of noticed, I think maybe because like, it seemed that Parobeck or, I don't know if it was like him or like the Inker that decided on this, but it seemed like, because they knew it was going to be this like holiday issue and with Harley Quinn. And like you said, at like, at this point, Harley Quinn was still like really, really new. So I think because they were, they were using a character that was original from the cartoon, they're like, well, this is going to be a really cartoony and bouncy issue. And it was. Right, right. And that And that's great. And it was a lot. It was a whole lot of fun. Highly recommend. Yeah. With no yeah. sense of irony at all. Uh, but, but yeah, but so like, I really liked it, but like, not like, you know, uh, not like the, the first man bat issue or hell, like the first, you know, it's just not right, there, but right, still right. really good. Still really good.
0: I think that I would agree with you. I, I agree with you completely. A, a great issue, but not the greatest issues, uh, yeah. kind of like wedged right in the middle. I think probably the worst thing this issue has going for it is that it hit the stands at the same time as the holiday issue that we reviewed
1: uh, that yeah
0: holiday issue is, is maybe one of the single best issues I've ever read of anything ever. (laughs) Like, it's just (laughs) so fucking good that like, I I don't know how you can put anything next to that bat issue. It's just so good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really tough, it's a really tough act to follow. Like everybody on, on, on the book is like top level. And we've taught, I, you know, you go the history of our, of, of the podcast, like we sing the praises the most often. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, man, then you get like Paul Dini and Bruce Tim in there, and it's just you, like, you know, fucked, like, legends, yeah, you're like, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're like, shit, man, like, yeah, no, I know, I just, I just like, I was like the best guy at my local boxing gym. You got to bring in this freaking, pr- like, come on, like, yeah, yeah I know, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like, yeah,
0: that uh, but I, I, I did really like it. I thought it was uh, the best bat book on the stands, except for that holiday issue. Yeah,
1: Um, I guess. I guess I also just wasn't expecting it to be as like silly as it was. I I just didn't know it was going to be a holiday issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which 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 I dug, but I just wasn't. You you know,
0: it's kind of interesting. Like, so the previous Joker issues, the one where he was like, uh, you know, making his own comic book with that comic artist and like murdering people um, left and right, and then. Uh, the Ty Templeton Joker stuff in the in the first three issues, where he uh, was like so violent, in oh yeah, kicking the crap out three, of Gordon,
1: in the, yeah, beating Gordon yeah, with the issue bat. Issue
0: three, yeah, yeah. Um, this this feels like a much more kid glove Joker than those previous Jokers. Those were like so violent that I was kind of surprised because this is supposed you, to be like a all ages kind of book,
1: and this yeah, feels
0: yeah. like a more all ages Joker.
1: Yeah, it feels more it definitely the the pursuit definitely feels more like Tom and Jerry, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Then then like yeah, then any other yeah, and then the first like 3 like I, I think they also like it seems like they kind of like soften the violence quite a bit after that first arc too, like with the way like Oh man. Y- you know. That
0: that third issue where Ty Templeton is drawing Joker just like tuning up Gordon with the bat, I was just like ooh. ooh. <laughs> getting speaking, getting dark. speaking of those old Speaking of those old issues, I don't know if you saw this, but they just announced a September release date for uh, the Batman Adventures. All these issues that we're talking about, they're putting it together a twelve hundred page omnibus hardcover of issue one to thirty six, the two annuals, and the holiday issue.
1: Uh, it's going cool. on sale
0: in September. Uh, pick it up for for anyone who's into Batman; uh, they will love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, though, I would like, this is me being nitpicky, but whenever they do those omnibus editions, I just really wish they could give me like a box with like four or five volumes in it of slimmer trays. Oh, yeah. It's you a tool. Like, yeah, I- because like actually reading the thing is and don't, I, hey, I love my big annoy. I have plenty of giant too heavy books. <laughs> you know, I love them. <laughs> But sometimes when I really just want to read the fucking story, it's like, yeah, all right, great. (laughs) Apparently on the app,
0: there's four trade paperbacks available for this entire thing. And I don't know if those I don't think those four trade paperbacks are still in print, but they are on the DC app. Mm. It's weird that the issues the issues stop this issue. Batman Adventures uh, 28. Yeah, so I was going to talk
1: to you about that after we were done recording because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, shit, we'll get into it we'll not get into on the it. app? So if
0: you're if you're reading along with us uh, after Batman issue 28, if you don't have Ultra, I think you need the DC Comics like Ultra, which is like one step up in cost. I think they bill mm-hmm. you yearly rather than monthly for that. Um, you can find the next issues in the fourth trade that we're going to go over. However, we're going to have to figure out something. You because I got them in print, but yeah, you're you're I'm gonna just take a picture of each page and send them to you, Jason. That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in the mail, each individual page, each individual letter, and I'm gonna mail them to you. That's how we'll deal with this.
1: I think uh (laughs) and then every episode will be about each individual page, and it will take us 80 (laughs) years.
0: (laughs) So let's let's hit the letters column. Yeah. I sent you the letters column. We both kind of like half skimmed it this time. Yeah. We're, we're
1: yeah. in a dereliction of duty here. I'm, um, I'm, I'm blaming my excitement over, over what I got for the two reads. So, uh,
0: so let, me read, let me read a letter that jumped out to me when I was uh, skimming over this. This is uh, for the Batman Adventures issue 24, by the way, which was the uh, ninjas issue where Batman was fighting a ninja that was coming after him. And then there was like a love triangle happening and brother and sister. And it was like a master. And it was, uh, do you remember that issue?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, Scott, I love the Batman adventures 24, but I have one question. Was Kyo Dai, the sister of the ninja that was in Batman, the animated series. He had learned the top secret spot on every human being, which causes instant death when touched. I thought at the beginning that she was, but the end with the master uh, Fukukawa showing up and saying that Batman had been the only one man to beat him kind of threw me off. That was from Tim Hall in Athens, Georgia. Scott says, yes, she was the sister of the ninja from the show. She, she mistakenly believed Batman had killed her brother and was therefore uh, obligated and exact revenge. Uh, Fukukawa was her master However, and for Bader to challenge Batman as Batman was the only person to ever best him in combat. and When Batman spared his life, Furukawa was placed uh, in the Dark Knight's debt. See, clear as mud. (laughs) So apparently this was like an extension of an episode that like I didn't even really pick up on. And I was Googling some of these names because Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, is there a connection to the show? I was like, they're kind of talking like there is a connection. So apparently there was and uh i just missed it i don't know I, loose, I, connection. I, I, loose connection loose yeah. connection
1: well i mean i i like it better that i didn't know you know what i mean it's like for the yeah. longest time uh in the in the 90s when i was like picking up uh whatever issues of like hellblazer that i could like here and there like before i i could get them in collections you know like mm-hmm. he'd always like mention newcastle he's like oh not since newcastle have i been like you know, like traumatized from Newcastle or like, you know, still getting over it. It'd be like mentioned every once in a while. And I'm like, I'm like, I wonder what that is. But also I'm just like, well, whatever. I know it's just a big deal and he's in a bad place right now. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, she, she she wants revenge because you, he, she thinks you killed her ninja brother and she's not allowed to be here. I don't, I mean, it's cool that there's a connection, but it's just like, I kind of, I kind of enjoy the mystery a little bit of like, Sure. Of course. Of of course, Batman has something with ninjas like why. wouldn't Right. Your mind
0: runs. Yeah. Your mind runs wild with like what could have possibly have happened with Batman and these ninjas in the past,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like and and you're like, I wonder how many ninjas he has a thing with because it's Batman. (laughs) Probably (laughs) lots. Probably (laughs) lots with ninjas, you know.
0: You want the uh, next issue stinger? Yeah. Next issue. At long last, Batman is reunited with the daughter of the demon, Talia, in a heartbreaking tale by Kelly, Mike, Rick, Rick and Rich. See you then, Scott Peterson. Mm -hmm. So we get the return of Talia. And I thought that her issue with where she went on, like, a date with Batman before, like, you know, Bruce inevitably gets pulled away by his duty and his responsibility as the Batman. Those issues, man, that that issue and then they reference it a few times afterwards just high watermark of the series like just a great romance action issue so i'm excited for talia to come back
1: yeah i am too i can't wait
0: let's uh let's find out what you're reading jason in the to read pile
1: let's find out
0: As always, there's an extended to read up on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Nick Phil. So if you want a little more to read, if you want to see some of the art, because there's a video component to that version of the podcast, uh, go head over there, youtube.com slash Nick check it out and, uh, you know, get a little, little extra to
1: read. But for right now, Jason, what are you reading? I'm reading Starman by James Robinson and Tony Harris. I do remember nice. um I do remember the book when it was uh when it was out uh I I think I'd picked up a couple issues I do remember it being like so critically acclaimed uh when it was out like uh, a lot of uh mainstream critics especially like really liked it cuz it was like pretty different you know uh especially for a DC book and uh, I'm only about I'm just about to start the 5th issue which is actually number 4 cuz it starts with Starman 0, Zero. Cause yeah. It, Cause it's, it's a, born it, out it of zero hour. after zero
0: hour. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just wanted to see if it's still, you know, like, Oh, is it, is it still quote unquote good? Cause I never really read it. Um, I just remember it. I remember, uh, always liking James, James Robinson stuff and, uh, Tony Harris too. Um, mm-hmm. and which I don't always, uh, jive with the, uh, especially, Uh, Later on, Tony Harris is like more photorealistic style. I don't typically jive with that kind of art a lot in comics, but he does it really well, you know, and is he doing is he doing
0: that in this in Starman this early in the 90s?
1: It's it's close, but it's not as it's not as refined. It's not nearly as refined as he makes it when he gets to like ex machina, you know,
0: right? Um, Like that's the stuff in my brain
1: when I think of Tony Harris. Yeah. But, but when you see it, you're like, Oh, Hey, there he is. Like, you're just immediately like, yeah. Oh, that's his. Yeah. Of course. Cause he's not inking himself and it's a bit, it's, it's not as like a uh, uh, tight, tight, but it's still pretty tight, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was just like, Oh, is this going to hold up? I wonder what it's going to be like and blah, blah, blah. And like, almost like immediately I'm like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm like really into it. You know, it's just yeah. taking things in really interesting directions. Like the book starts with, um, with, uh, the, the the main character jack is uh one of two sons of uh the original ish i guess uh starman you know yeah. who was a superhero who i really didn't still don't really know anything about uh, he's like a, a super scientist so like he makes gear and stuff uh and devices that can help him fly and uh one of his sons becomes starman first issue boom gets murdered just gets you know, holy shit! Really taken out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just gets taken out. And his other son, Jack, who's our main character, is the sort of ne'er do well, and he's like the fuck up. And his brother, who became Starman, is like the jock, the pretty boy, blonde hair, like always pleasing dad. And Jack, all he cares about is his quote unquote junk, which Jack mm-hmm. runs a, well, just a collectibles shop, and he's just always excited about just weird stuff you know, it's just like really cool. cool. Yeah. It's, it's such a uh, integral part of the character. And even in his like inner monologue, he'll like make these different references and like, just like loves cool objects and things and knows the history behind all of them. And he has this like little shop in this part of Opal city, you know, with all these other like little shops that sell weird shit, you know? So like, um, yeah, it's, it's just a really, a really important part Uh, about this character is that is his interest in like the old old stuff and like keeping it together and it's like it's really um it's and it's really like starts off like as like hey man like you know (laughs) this ain't your daddy star man but uh (laughs) not not in like a um not in a uh oh here's suddenly gratuitous violence kind of way but like oh no here's some dark shit and here's, uh, this storyline where like, no, people are going to die and people are going to get really hurt and they're going to be really fucked up by it. And at the is end this, of this arc, they're not all going to be great. And there are some things that are going to be fixed, but like, and they're going to get the villain, but guess what? It's going to be really fucking sad when they get the villain. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to ruin it. why
0: that. it's, it's a lot different than other DC continuity books. Like you made a comment that it's, it's, it feels very different. And is yeah. that the reason it's because it's rooted in this kind of like deep sadness?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also seems like, um, cause I remember, uh, at the time it was a bit later when the, when, uh, Sandman finally ended, um, a bit later into the nineties, I think it might even have hit the early two thousands, maybe 2000 when it finally ended. Uh, But I just remember, like, Neil Gaiman having to have, like, all these, like, interviews, having to explain to a comic book audience that, like, yes, stories end. No, I'm not ending Sandman because sales are down. Stories have endings. Yes, I've always had this ending in mind. You know, he's (laughs) like, I started writing it with, here's the beginning of this tale. Here's the middle of this tale. Here's the end of it because stories end. And there's this great scene in um, I'm going to read the whole goddamn series. I had already texted you before the show that I'm probably going to buy it physically. I'm going to find some. Yeah. Yeah. You were slacking editions.
0: on the on the letters column because you were like, I just read another issue of Starman. instead. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and um, uh, but there's this great scene in an issue where he had uh, he had clocked early on in the very first Starman issue that there was this mysterious new, uh, shop on the street and he didn't even, you know, he's like, Oh, suddenly it's, it's suddenly there. He's like, I'm going to have to check that out at some, but but then all, you know, all this crazy shit starts to happen. And then he gets, and then he finally, like, uh, before the last issue of the arc, um, he's like, makes his way to her and he's all bedraggled from a fight that he, you know, had, but he walks into the shop. Bedraggled? Yeah, but dragged.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and he walks into this mysterious shop to like you know find out about it, like see who what this is all about. You know, he meets this character who I think is probably going to be like, you know, seems to be pretty important to the um, probably the furthering of the story because she's a fortune teller. And okay, uh, just before he's about to leave, um, you know, she like sort of like has a vision, and it's this nice big pra- page spread where she's like talking about where she sees him right mm-hmm. in these like different these different spots like over the years because at every point he's like i'm not a hero i'm not a hero this isn't me i'm not like a guy that yeah. has a moral compass in,
0: in, and in zero know. hour they were like you know the jerry geri- like uh they made him geriatric the original star man and he was like i gotta pass it down to my sons and like even even in that in, in those panels where he passed it on like the blonde athlete was like i'll be Starman and and he was like, oh, yeah, I don't want any part of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but she's like. But this is what makes me excited, though, too, to read the whole thing, because but she like lays out where like all these like sort somewhat vaguely what these things are going to happen. I'm like, "Ah oh, shit. I'm like, all right. So James Robinson just had a treatment for like the whole goddamn thing. Just like soup to nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like here's here's what I think would be cool, you know, uh, cool things to hit. And here's the idea I have in mind for the ending, because I think that that's like when I think about it for half a second, that's probably one of the big reasons um, I had started to pull away from uh, superhero comics was that it just never stops. Like there's never an ending to it. There's never right, right. a final X-Men issue, which on the one hand is great because there's always new stuff to tell. There's always new characters or different ways you can change things. It's, you know, it's fine but just for right. me personally i just get so fatigued by that kind of thing and i can only really read superhero books where i'm just like dipping my toe back in for like an arc and it's like all right that was cool but like i i've i've except for being a kid i've never in my life just been like yeah i'm just going to read justice league for like years you know and that's and I know that that's probably like one of the selling points to uh, about superhero books especially the the sure. you know old long running ones for people is that like it's always there and these are the kind of stories that I pretty much like anyway or I know I can find right. or it's going to right. turn into you know a story that you like and that's 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 great but like man like stories end dude I yeah I like yeah, yeah. I like an ending I'm, you know but yeah, yeah. but st- uh, Starman, I'm very excited to um, sort of did, do what you did with like Fate and like, you know, here's my preliminary, you know, uh, sure, uh, sure. opinion on it. I do think you should get into. I do think you'd really like it. Um, I, I do want to read
0: Starman. It's It's on my short list. There's there's a bunch of stuff on the DC yeah, app that. that like I feel like I'm like, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. But like I keep having a physical to read pile in the other room that I'm like, I yeah, also yeah. want to get to this. So it's, oh, same it's, way. I don't know.
1: It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Oh, and and I will say, and like, sorry to 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 spoil this, but what I thought was really cool too is that like at the end of like this like little arc, um, like yeah. the original Starman supposed to be this like super scientist, right? And now that his son has like his, you know, Jack has said he's accepted. He's like, all right, fine. I'll be Starman. I still don't think I'm a hero, but he's right. like, I'm going to have some rules. He's like... Number one, he's like, I'm not going out on patrol. That's what the police are for, okay? I'm not going to, yeah. you know, be doing that petty crap. Like, no, he's like, if I'm sure. needed, if I'm really needed, or if I see someone that needs help, he's like, sure, I'll suit up and jump in. But he's like, number two, because this, his dad, the original Starman, is supposed to be this, like, super scientist, and, like, all of his creations, like, the staff and the, you know, his belt and all that is what gives Starman, like, his powers and— all that. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and he's like, and he's like for too long, he's like, you've just been using your, your knowledge to create technology, to fight super villains. He's like, it, do, it doesn't do any, it doesn't help anybody with anything. It's just an endless <laughs> cycle between you guys. It's a vanity project. And, yeah, yeah. You know? And so he's just like, the other condition is he's like, you could have made like flying cars so start working on that. He's like, that's what you have to do when you're rebuilding. I want you to make tech for the world. And I'm like, Everyone. holy shit, that's that's such a great point brought up in the yeah. 90s of someone being right, like, right. hey, why don't why don't superheroes like materially help, you know, like these? I'm like, goddamn,
0: like the Starman book sounds fucking fantastic to be yeah. completely honest it sounds yeah, DC, right up
1: my alley yeah now do you see like right away i was like shit i think i'm gonna have to buy this like physically before i even like finish you know right right um, the the series on the on the app you know so mm. but yeah starman dude like get into it i will i will oh and just one more little thing about uh tony harris though sure, i sure. do love uh it's also really cool uh, i talk about it hear a lot, but it's still always really cool to me to see like where an artist was, especially when you have a good, like a bit over 20 years, you know, when you have like 20 years and then like, you see where he is now. It's just so cool to see uh, what's different. What's like the same. Cause like I said, like it, like, it's not like the, his ex mocking and stuff, but you look at it and you're like, Oh yeah, that's totally Tony Harris. You know, like, yeah, Yeah. there
0: he is right there. We talked, you know, we talked about the one trick ripoff, uh, last pod and or no two pods ago i can't remember anyway we talked about the one trick ripoff when i start to like edit the pods and record them they start to like blur together for me (laughs) anyway we talked about the one trick ripoff and uh i pulled it off the shelf the other day and i was flipping through uh that and then i was flipping through um i was looking for batman year 100 stuff for the to read pile the extended one on youtube put some art in because we were Mm -hmm. chatting about it and as a as a kid i didn't really see the growth i don't think i had like the visual language in my brain like i hadn't seen enough line art i hadn't read enough comics to really see the growth of paul pope cuz he's so fully formed like at the gate but then yeah. when i was flipping through like flipping between these two i was like oh he did get a lot better like he is yeah. constantly working and it is nice to see that growth in like 20 years time like you're saying like i yeah. i am probably going to really enjoy starman because of that because Personally, I felt like um, Tony Harris got a little too locked into like photorealism, a mm. little bit for yeah. my taste. Personally, um, yeah. I know people really love that stuff, and and you know he definitely has his fans. I'm not trying to crap on anybody's taste or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, let your freak freak flag fly. But like, hey, hey man, personally,
1: I I don't I don't like mushrooms. It doesn't mean mushrooms are bad. It just means I don't like mushrooms. It's fine. No one's making me eat mushrooms. It's okay. It's like, you know,
0: but like if this is a little looser, if he's working with an anchor, I might actually really, really love Starman. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to cracking it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really. Yeah, it's it's really, uh, I I think, uh, a a little bit of a hidden gem at this point. You know, I don't I don't know how much. I don't know how much popular play it's gotten over the last sort of like, you know, 10 years or so of, you know, hey, you should like check this book out or, right. you know, or, or how and people also, still feel about it, if they like, feel anything about it.
0: Trying to find stuff that's timeless in the 90s, I feel like is also just a really difficult thing to do <laughs> because so much of it is like style over substance and hasn't aged well, but it sounds like, sounds like Starman really has.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you were you were caught up with uh with work this week, right? Did, did uh, do you no, or do you actually? Have a... Well,
0: I, I was I have ah. been tinkering away on a hundred page graphic novel that like I don't get paid till I finish. So I've been like trying to get this the fucking thing out the door and I'm like seventy-five pages in. Um but I had read uh when I before I had realized that we were gonna do Case of the Missing Men last week, which is oh, uh, yeah. all time banger. Uh, somebody in my Discord actually just read it for the first time coincidentally because we were talking about it in the Discord, and I was like, dude, so good. And he just finished it. And he was like, he was like, yeah, banger, banger book. But uh, before I had realized we were gonna do that, I had read November. Ooh. This is by uh, Matt Fraction, Elsa Charte, uh, Matt Hollingsworth, and lettered by uh, Kurt Kenny. I've been wanting Um, to read that. Yeah, so I I picked up uh, November. I picked it up digital in a sale. I picked up the first volume. There's four volumes. Picked up the first volume, digital in a sale. Read it, really loved it, and then was like, I'm going to pick it all up when it all comes out. And told myself I was going to do that. A lot of time passed. And then I found myself in a comic store, and they had volume... Three and four, but they didn't have one and two. And I was like, I was like, all right, I'm I'm every time I'm in a comic shop, I'm going to buy something. So I, f- <laughs> I picked up three and four and then uh, got the other two uh, online somewhere. And once it was all assembled, read them all really, really great. Um, the only thing that might literally my only criticism is that it's hand lettered. And sometimes I personally struggle with lettering. I talked about this with, um, uh, honor among punks in one of Mm -hmm. the extended two reads that, uh, that is also hand lettered and there'll be parts where it's like, I, I just struggle a little bit to read it a little bit. I don't know. I like, I don't know if I'm more, I, I think that I have a little bit of dyslexia going on, but it's like undiagnosed, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but I, I do feel like I have I'm like just a little sensitive to legibility. Um, so that's really and, and that is like a very nitpicky thing. The only other nitpicky thing is that it's four volumes. They're all hardcover. They're 75 pages each and they're like $17 each. So it's it's kind of an investment to get the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. You should probably pick up the first one and see if you like it. 17 bucks to get you in the door. Not bad. Figure out if you like it and then pick up the rest. Uh, It is about. It's about three women. Who become like adjacent to this organized crime that happens. Um, And it's about uh, this like police corruption that's happening. Where they are, I don't want to get too into exactly what it is because it's it's featured very, like, um, Matt Fraction wrote it in a very, like, disjointed way where you kind of only get, like, one small piece. Each each of the women in this thing are part of one small piece, like, of stumbling into this mystery. So they're attacking at it from, like, three different points. Yeah. So if I explain what the mystery is. Yeah, yeah, you're going to. Like, yeah. I'm going to end up spoiling it, which is uh, is not what I want to do because I do want people to read it. Um, But yeah, it's these three different women. One of them finds a gun in the street. One of them is a 911 operator. And the other one is uh, gets recruited by this guy who just like is like, go up to this booth, like read out these numbers every morning. There's going to be a puzzle in the paper. and this, This woman's like good with puzzles, good with crosswords. She's mostly our main character. And she's, um, she has a cripple and we find out why later in the, later in the run. Um, and she's like working on crosswords and stuff. The guy's like, look, I'm going to put a puzzle in the paper every, every day or every, yeah, every day and figure it out, decode it. And then she, I'm sorry, she has a,
1: I'm sorry, she has a cripple. I'm sorry to D
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she has, um,
1: or uh, she is crippled.
0: She is crippled, like her her legs don't work as well. Like she can kind of hobble around. She has those um canes with the brace on the on the arm. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, well, like crutches, they're just crutches, but yeah, yeah, just crutches. There Um, might be a more specific name, but yeah.
0: So she figures out these puzzles and then goes to this roof and broadcasts them over short wave radio to somewhere else in the city. And then he gives her like 500 bucks a day for that cash. And not only is it about like her doing this thing and she doesn't like know exactly what it is, but she just like takes the money. But then she's like at a certain point, like having this much cash is a fucking poison more than anything, because it's like, how do I launder this money? How do I make it legitimate? I don't have any of the resources available. She's like, Uh, I think she's a a drug addict as well. I can't remember if she's a drug addict in the past and in recovery or not. Um, But she's she's kind of a mess. Like, even if she's not an addict, she's kind of a mess. So she's spending it a lot at like strip clubs and stuff because she's just like, fucking. I don't know what to do with this money. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's what I do uh, with all
1: my extra money, all that piles of extra money I make. The from illegal activities just funnel yeah. it
0: right back into other uh places where people will not look the other way at a, a pile of cash um yeah, exactly. there was an atlanta episode that was very similar to that where he gets a little bit of money and then he's like trying to spend it
1: oh yeah yeah and he's, and he's trying to act big time and uh is, yeah is that, but it's is like that the, the
0: only place he he can really throw money around is the fucking strip like he ends up at the strip club at the end of the episode
1: yeah and, and then the final scene is him foot racing Michael Vick and yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. show the race, but it shows him being disappointed. Uh, and, and his girlfriend, like, yeah, the girl like turning to him and going, it was Michael Vick. Like,
0: yeah, right. It's like, you're not going to, he was like, like, he, he already did six races. I, I think I got an edge on him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. The point is, is that, um, if you like books that are, uh, about, uh, organized crime, uh, you know stuff like that. Matt Fraction has is, is, uh, written some crime stuff before. He's very, very good. Yeah. Elsa draws the shit out of this book. Like, if if you haven't seen her work before, it's kind of like, um, kind of like Darwin Cook, but a little more cartoony, a little more squash and stretch in there. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Matt Frac- or Matt Fraction. Matt Hollingsworth does a limited palette on it that is uh very very good and then at the end kind of like changes it up in a really smart way and like i really appreciate somebody who's thinking about the color and then getting to the end and having the color kind of like echo the story and pay off in in such a way i'm a sucker for that shit like i'm all about it uh yeah yeah i, I can't recommend this this book enough um if you're into crime stories uh if you're into female lead characters like this book's got it. This is your, this is your jam. Just check it out. At least yeah. I, I wish, I hope that they, at some point put out a more affordable soft cover of all four volumes together so that more people will pick this thing up.
1: Yeah, Cause I do it, think it,
0: that the, the price points a little bit of a stumbling point.
1: Is it an image book?
0: Like who's, who's a uh, publisher? It, it is an image book. So I assume at some point yeah, they'll, they'll put, out, put
1: out, they'll put out some socks, some sort of like yeah 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 collection no, that, of it yeah no that that that's great I've actually yeah I have been wanting to because I love I love Matt Fraction I think his his um his because I haven't f- finished the series yet but I love Sex Criminals Sex Criminals is great yeah
0: Sex Criminals fantastic
1: yeah uh, when um the Hawkeye My Life as a Weapon was yeah uh, one of my favorite superhero books in a long long time and one of the only oh, yeah. yeah and well and and of course Steve Rogers like, right. Yeah, yeah, David Asher. Yeah, yeah, oh god, Ooh, David man, Asha's I've
0: re- heart. I've reread that thing probably like four or five times. There's there's a little anecdote about so that that cover for My Life as a Weapon um, that like I think was the first one where he's firing the arrow and it's kind of like these targets in the city. It's like uh, kind of graphic as David Asher does. Yeah, and uh, somebody asked him once they were like at a show or whatever. I remember hearing about this where they were like. How much did you futz where that arrow was supposed to go? Like just moving it over a couple of pixels, moving it over this way, a couple of pixels, a little up, a little up, a little down, like trying to tilt it. You know, like how much did you futz with that before you finalized it? And he was like, not at all, because he had like all the geometry figured out. And he was like, the arrow could only go in one place.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like it's so, like when you see uh yeah. when when you see a process video and someone and someone's like, yeah, this is how I created this thing in the first like, and even though it's like, you know, uh, uh, super sped up, like the first like ten minutes of it is just like grid, 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 layer, grid, yeah, grid, grid, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's this how person, you get
0: this person's got a process. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like that's how you get there, kids. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I've always loved his um. I've always really liked his writing and I always really thought that like his, his characters are written so, so well. I think he writes his characters uh, really in such a solid way, almost like a, almost like a playwright would, you know? And the, and that's what yeah. the dialogue feels like to me in his books. And I really yeah. love that quality oh. about it. It's this very, like, like I, I feel like they're walking onto a set on stage anytime I've read a, a, something he's written, you know, and it just, it works great in that way of that like the dialogue yeah. isn't like he doesn't try to go the like, you know, the Bendis slash mammoth route where like, you know, you, you have the dialogue it's be bantery. quick and snappy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to try to like maybe try to like mirror real life more often, you know, like it seems like Fraction tries to go with like more of like a playwright like mindset of like sort of like the the characters are um the most important, you know. Yeah. Well, like,
0: I'm, I'm glad you said that because I felt like I was stumbling around trying to explain exactly why this thing is as like great as it is, yeah. because like the the crimes that are being committed are almost secondary to you just like having like a deep empathy with these characters and wanting them to like come out the other side of the violence. OK, you know, yeah. and And that's the thing is like Fraction really hooks you in with like each of these characters and like makes them fully realized real people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, because in, in like in my life as a weapon, like I just, I, I bought it because I heard how, you know, how much praise it was getting, you know? So I'm like, all right, you Mm -hmm. know, check it out. I had no fucking idea who like, you know, I knew who Hawkeye is, but like, I had no idea who, um, um, I'm not forgetting her name. She became Hawkeye. Kate Kate Bishop. I, 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 Thought I had, and they made. I think
0: she was new for that. She might have been new for that.
1: Yeah, but, but like, I, I, I like immediately, but at that point, too, her and, and, um, and Hawkeye had like already known, you know, who each other were for at least a little bit. And it was just already had this like relationship where he's just like annoyed by her. And it was just like such a yeah. great like again, to me, it reminded yeah. me like of a play where like you can open up a play and there's like two people talking, and one person's just like, "Oh God, would you shut the fuck up and like you just meet like right. you have in a history, yeah, 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 and you don't have to and and like yeah, and it brings that kind of uh that. That, that, that fullness to it that, you know, like you said that that's what grabs you. That's what pulls you in because like you're right, really invested right. in what happens to this person, not so much the mystery, but what solving the mystery might do to the person. And you want to see that outcome because you, and you're so sucked in, you start talking about the person, right. like they're real, you know? Right.
0: Right. And, and I feel like I'm doing a disservice because I'm, I'm probably for the YouTube. I'm probably putting up a lot of the art. Um, yeah. Elsa like I said before, draws the heck out of this thing again, extremely expressive characters. And I think that without her doing what she does really well, it's like, it's the other half of that equation of like fractions, writing them to be, you know, like you're in there with them. They're fully realized characters. And then Elsa is just like hitting every mark with like precision of like expression, um, and like not only that, but like the way that each of these characters live, and the environments, and like that tells a story in and of itself. It's just like a fully realized, beautiful piece of art. So I just wanted to—I don't want to like be like, "Oh, it's all writing." Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction. Like, oh yeah, is yeah. also fucking knocking it out, dude. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, no that 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 that's that's something that like again like other than his name that like when, when the book was first coming out and I was seeing stuff for it, I was like, oh shit, you Mm -hmm. know, like check this out. And yeah. And like the art is, I I have seen the art. It it is very, very, it's, it's, um, it's this sort of like newer trend I've, I've kind of seen. And like, I don't know what to call sort of this genre other than like, you know, crime, whatever, but this sort of, Mm -hmm. um, let's say like image book, you know, the somewhere between the like, you know, Fantagraphics and sure. like major, you know, like the weird little yeah. image book. Uh, but over the past 10 years or so, like I've seen like, it just seems to be this like trend and influence among like uh, artists coming up that like, uh, they they've learned so much from past mistakes of like other people of like, they've learned that yeah. like, oh, I don't have to be detailed in this way. But if I'm detailed in this way, this is the kind of effect that it's going to happen. So like, I don't have to be
0: so good at that. So good at like pointing, like pointing the reader where she wants the reader and then delivering those payoffs through the page while like on the flip side, not killing herself over like, you know, a background detail if she doesn't need it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, um, I remember watching something once about, um, Is this guy, I'm going to kick myself for forgetting his name, but he's like a legendary cinematographer. And it's just like really cool, like cut where he was giving an interview about cinematography. And he's just like looking at the camera and he's like, well, you see right there, you have the wrong lens on because what you're shooting me with is making me look like this. Right. And he's like, but you're talking to me. I'm supposed to be an authority figure. So you're going to want a wider shot. And then like it's smash cuts and he's like sitting like, you know, like. Back and he's like, "See, now I have more presence, and now and like, um, I've, yeah, I've it's seen, like watching
0: it, watching a yeah. master at work. You yeah, know? Know,
1: knowing knowing which subtle ways, it's like, oh, I'm going to use this lens right. for this right. and light it this way, and then it's going to give me this kind of effect. It's like, oh, I'm going to make this scene really messy and show a lot in the background because I want because yeah. this scene's about the character being a mess, and so I want to show that." yeah you know, right right, right what, what in a, whatever in a it weird is,
0: like... in a weird collision of realities she uh also runs a very great uh YouTube channel about process. I don't know if you've checked it out oh, um I will. but she not only talks about her own process but will break down how other people handle a page, and she's talked about some David Aja, my life as a weapon, Hawkeye stuff about like how he directs through the page and like why he's doing what he does uh. it's really really great uh her her uh i'm slightly jealous of her youtube because she gets uh a little bit of a help because i think her boyfriend or husband is in uh production a little bit so like she gets to do what she does they shoot it and then he puts it together in like a really polished professional way um it's gorgeous
1: her her uh youtube is worth a follow for sure i'm I'm, I'm totally gonna check that out especially because i'm back on the uh Back on the drawing train re- lately, so that'll that yeah, help. Yeah. I, I think that'll, yeah.
0: How do people okay. get in touch with you, Jason, when they tell you? that you spoiled starman for them and they they didn't need to know all that stuff about starman i don't i don't know he didn't really spoil starman i don't know why i don't know why i'm blaming it on you
1: only the first arc, man you know
0: you only read five Um,
1: issues and it's long
0: long running
1: yeah yeah of a a book that got canceled 20 years ago (laughs) yeah right right yeah you're Um, really
0: you're (laughs) ruining my experience of this 20 year old book
1: yeah how dare you you spoiled
0: you spoiled Citizen Kane for me, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, it, it, it was a sled? What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> People can find me uh, at King of Black Acid on Twitter, at mm-hmm. World Second Finest on Twitter. That's with a number two in there. And if I don't let another week get away from me at worldsecondfinest.com, WordPress shouldn't be this hard, and it's just the fact that I just need to do it. <laughs> But worldsecondfinance.com, King of Black Acid on Twitter, World Second with the number two N D on the Twitter machine. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me, yell at I, me, I, gotta, I gotta arguments. You, I gotta
0: send you the logos too. Like yeah. I am slacking oh. on my own. I'm eh. consumed by eh. I'm consumed by this graphic novel. Once I get to the other side of it, I'm gonna come up for air and do all these things that I was supposed to be doing along the way.
1: Listen, the minute the minute I start making enough money that I can uh, off of this podcast that I can, like, take myself out to, like, a nice dinner just myself, then I'll start caring about that, like, making promises and keeping whoa, them. Whoa, but, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 We're supposed to be making money on this podcast? Whoa, no, I'm whoa, saying whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, If, if. I, 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 <laughs> I think, I think we, I think we might owe more people money somehow at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think somehow. it might be, like, deep in debt bad operating at an extreme loss yeah you're correct uh
0: you can find me at uh linktree.com slash nickville or nickville on twitter or uh join me in my discord i'm far more active in the discord now than i am on uh twitter or instagram or social media at all uh kind of losing my taste for social media but um you can always find me chat me up on the discord there's actually a world's second finest room on there if you want to talk about the show or talking about what you're reading, come to the uh, comic halls and show me what you bought. Show me what you're you're reading. Uh, Nice. Because I've definitely taken some recommendations from them and brought them to the to-read pile. So, you know, yeah. Come hang out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, as always, for listening.